Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. You got to be uh, culturally diverse there, Jay. You got to you know, ride a horse. What does that refer to? You got <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do everything, man. Ride horse, horses, horseback fish. riding. I just rather yeah. leave it alone. This is my history. You know, I would rather stay away from things underneath me that I can lose control of. Yeah, that don't have yeah, four wheels. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, four wheels. legs kind of Four similar. legs, two wheels, two but wheels, no, yeah. both out. Four, four wheels. Out. Yes. But yes. that's a little more like bit. like trucks. Yeah. Steel. Riding I like a, feel way more comfortable. Riding yeah. a horse is a little bit different than riding a motorcycle, Jay. That's fine. You can keep it. <laughs> I'll pet the horse. I'll groom it. No, it's cool. Riding horses Imagine the fun. size of the horse he's got to get on. <laughs> It'd be like a Clydesdale. <laughs> no, our, 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 I'm trying to think. I'll find out from, from my wife what size our horses are, but, you know. You own horses? Yeah. I got kids. What, 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 what do you mean? Everyone who has wait, kids wait, owns horses. Wait, Jay, yeah, I, I know kids, that. I own horses. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, each kid what? needs a horse. What? Yes, I own horses. I have what? kids. They like horses. They like to ride. That was the line of the day. Kid. I got kids. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Hey, guys. Georgia beating Alabama is big for a lot of reasons, obviously. It substantiates Kirby Smart among the great coaches in college football. Obviously, he was already a top-notch coach, but when you win a national title, it puts you in a kind of rarefied air. Talking to Molly McGrath after the game, here is Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach. That one will be with me for a long time, but this one will be with me for much longer. I'm proud of the University of Georgia, the support we get there. A lot of credit to Alabama, Coach Saban. They had a lot of injuries. You know, they lost Jameson Williams in a tough situation, but our kids kept fighting and never doubted. Uh, comparing this victory and how much sweeter it is after losing to Alabama in the 2018 National Championship. So, key, mm-hmm. where is Kirby Smart now? He's now got the chip. Yeah. Where is he when in the ranking of college football head coaches? Ranking of college football head coaches, right? So I'm 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 the chip. So I'm I'm thinking about this as you say it. He's probably in the top five, which is fine. Probably sitting at two. Surpassing Dalbo Sweeney, but not close enough to Nick yet. At one, because he's got to, you know, he's got to do some more. <laughs> but I think he passes Dalbo Sweeney to me for a number of reasons. I give a lot of credit to Dalbo Sweeney's staff that he had at Clemson in the heyday. When you have Tony Elliott, who is now the coach, head coach of Virginia, or Jeff Scott, who's now the head coach at uh, South Florida, Chad Morris, who was the head coach at SMU in Arkansas, who's now the head coach in Allen, Texas, at a high school, who probably. <clears throat> Who knows, he may wind up back at Clemson as the offensive coordinator. And then Brent Venables, who's the head new head coach at University of Oklahoma, and you know what his defense is, was like 
at Clemson. So I give a lot of that credit to them from recruiting and calling the defense and the offense for many years at Clemson, where Kirby Smart has been consistent as a defensive coordinator, whether it was at Alabama or now we see it at Georgia, where his defense is you know, considered one of the top six or seven defenses in college football history. You, you start to see that. So it's like anything in sports as fans or as analysts, anyone, we, even executives, you evaluate people not just based on their process, but based on the results. And so you start to, it's almost like an experiment. There's a control group and their variables. And Key is looking at, Key, it seems to me you're looking at, let me see what kind of success you have, but now take away the coordinator. Now take away this coordinator. Do you still have that kind of success? Nick Saban, coordinators turnover, same guy, same results, same guy, same results. Dabo Sweeney, on the other hand, you look at him and you go, wait a minute, when you took certain guys away, his success dipped. And, but they continue to have success in other places. So, therefore, I'm going to correlate that success partly with the coordinators. Yeah, and, and so when you, look at, when you look at Nick Saban, for instance, whether it's Mel Tucker, whether it's Kirby Smart, Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, all those dudes is like did well under him. They got rehabilitated for whatever reasons. They went on, bam. Coach Loxley, that's at Maryland now, and they're, they're done. They're out. Dalbo Sweeney's staff, outside of Chad Morse, these are and, and Jeff Scott, Brent Venables just got the job, and so did Tony Elliott. But you started to see Clemson over the last two seasons or so start to take a little bit of a slide and a dip, and it was, there was a crack in the foundation, and you saw leakage. So you started to say, well, this team is getting ready to – I think they're getting ready to, to fall off a little bit here. An interesting argument for Kirby over Dabo for the number two spot. Well, I'm there with Kirby at number two spot. Let me ask you a question, Max. If Dabo had to go and play Alabama every year, do you think Clemson, in the regular season, do you think Clemson would still have the same success? Well, I, I have to say, based on their head-to-head matchups in recent history, I can't say no because Dabo has – Dabo, there was a moment in time about a year or two ago where it was like, wait a minute. Is the Nick Saban era over? Are we in the Dabo Sweeney era? It was like that going, like, because it was neck and yeah, neck. And it now, was. now we got our answer. No, we're still in the Nick Saban era. That's yeah, how it, it is. It, it was. It, I, it certainly was. I, was. I think Dabo is top three coach. I, I think I give the slight edge to Kirby. I just wonder how Clemson would do if I were to put them in the SEC. Well, yeah, not just, the, not, not just one, Alabama, the, all of the them. The gauntlet yeah. Yeah. of the SEC every yeah, yeah. single year. That's different. I yeah. think when they was at. Their best, their best probably. with Deshaun and an early I'm Trevor Lawrence, they can run with the SEC because they were recruiting. Again, they were recruiting SEC players from top to bottom. But I'm talking about full body of work. You mean the grind over, every over, year, over, all, all this, the span yeah. of the time Dabble's been there, with the exception of a couple of teams. Like I think that's sustained no, they success had, they, by Kirby speaks volumes about Dale Kirby. in North Carolina disagrees or, or has something to say about Dabble. Go ahead, Dale. Good morning, guys. How about them dogs? 41 years I've been waiting. I was 12 years old. 12 years old. And, uh, hell, great game, great job. But let me get to this first. Number one, tell Richard Sherman to keep the Georgia Bulldogs out his mouth. Keep (laughs) Georgia Bulldogs out his mouth. Number two. Jay, I can't let you get away with it. Tyree Irvin on the same level as Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson can put a team on his back. 
Kyrie proved he couldn't do that. And number three, Jim Harbaugh. What do you mean, do you mean Kyrie can't prove he can't do that? What do you mean? When has Kyrie, ca- as the number one player on a team, carried a team to the finals? Gotcha. I'm going right okay. here. Oh, right. I'm sorry, guys. I had to pull over. But, but like I said, <laughs> Kyrie. You got him all excited. There. He I'm was speeding. I'm sorry. I'm not saying he's the winner like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson can put a team on his Yeah, but no, no. But I'm hey, talking Kyrie more. Kyrie tried it in Boston, Dale, and it Dale, didn't you're work. you're my homie in now. North Carolina. Feel me in this. We're from the same state. All I'm saying to you is that – I'm talking about the sheer talent. I'm not talking about carrying a team. I'm just talking about sheer no question. talent. That's all. He is not the new age. He is not the Allen Iverson of this generation. That, that, that's I'm a separate sorry. thing, now, though. Wait, wait. Saying he's not the Allen Iverson of this generation is not – Jay's not saying he's the Allen Iverson of this generation. He's comparing their skill sets. Whoop! Crazy crossover, okay. layup package, okay. that that's kind what of thing. I'll agree to disagree. Now, let's get back to the coaching <laughs> ranking. Oh, the I did. question I like was, who was the best – Coach, who we know Saban is number one. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. Bulldog Nation, we owe all of our success to Nick Saban. When Kirby came to Georgia, he knew recruiting, 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 the type of players that we had to get. He knew the type of shape and the strength and conditioning. So we owe everything. Nick Saban set the standard. Kirby pretty much just took the blueprint and brought it to Georgia. The state of Georgia has some of the best high school, five-star, four-star talent in where the you, nation. The Kirby this, had the entire state we, to we, itself. We all agree that we all agree that Nick Saban is number one. Are, are you saying that you don't think Kirby Smart's number two? Are you saying you have Dabo over Kirby? Is that where you're trying to get to? Go look at the five-star recruiting over the last four or five. I'm willing to bet Nick Saban has recruited more five-stars in the last two or three years than Dabo recruited in the last five or six when he went on this run. Go look at the recruiting. Dabo has done more with less than any of these top-tier coaches. Oh, I see. You're talking about about the job of coaching them up, you're saying. But what I would say, say, uh, Dale, right, Dale, right? Dale, yeah. Yeah, what I would say, though, Dale, is don't tell me anything about a four and a five star man. That don't that that's that's that don't even get caught up in the four and five star. All that is is guys showing up at workouts and letting the people that watch high school football rate them. That doesn't mean that they're good players at all. I could give you a thousand five star busts, right? A whole bunch of them, as well as four star busts, right? Right. But it is, I mean, it, it, like just like you're isolating for success based on who's around you, how much success did you have with them, without them, Dale is isolating for success based on like, okay, but not just can you recruit, but how do you coach them once you got them? What if it's, you have a little it's, it's less all, talent? It's all about coaching them up. But everybody gets four- and five-star talent. Yeah, right, at that level. At yeah. that level. Yeah. Clemson gets a ton of four- and five-star recruits. You, you show up to one of my workouts if I'm like Rivals.com. If you show up, I'm going to give you some stars. If you don't show up, I'm going to rate Jay over you because Jay showed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, man, some exactly. You know how that game yeah, is. That's, it's Dabo, the whole game. Dabo, for what it's worth, versus Nick Saban, to answer your question, Jay, from earlier, mm-hmm. Dabo's 2-2 two and two against Nick Saban lifetime, 2-1 and one in title games. Kirby Smart's now 1-4. and four. So, I, so I hear your point about SEC competition. What do you, you mean in title games? Yeah. But, right, but that's but, for the most part that Dabo doesn't see him until he gets all the way to the title no, no, game. Well, well uh, no, Dabo's two and two lifetime, two and one in title games. I think what Jay is saying, this is what Jay is saying. If you took Clemson's team and they had to run the gauntlet yeah. from beginning to end in the SEC like Alabama did, harder. it's going to be harder for them 
to do it. What I say to that is, in that two-and-one run and those, that title era that Dabo had, those players were all recruited by Alabama, by Georgia, by LSU, by Florida. They could have gone there. They decided to go to Clemson. So Clemson essentially was an SEC team doing that era. But it is, I think that's Beating exactly up right. on Auburn, beating yep, up on exactly. Georgia, doing that era. Now, if you took Clemson over the last two years different. and put them into the SEC – you're looking at something but maybe a little different. There's one more layer, Jay, to what you're saying. I think, you'd correct me if I'm wrong, which is the same thing no. in boxing. You, if you navigate very carefully, you can get to a big fight and maybe even win it. But it's much harder to fight top guy after top yes. guy. Because some days it's just not your day. And when your competition week in and week out is different, you might get caught with a loss. And now all of a sudden you're not in the position to challenge for a title, which is what makes it so gangster in the SEC compared to other conferences. Thank you both for translating what I was saying. I appreciate that. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's get back to the NFL. We'll talk about Carson Wentz, but the coach got whipped in the trenches. You don't usually see that from them. A team that really is built to be close to a championship team if they can get really good play out of their quarterback, which they did not today. Darius Butler joins us now, of course, former Colts corner. Darius, good morning. What, what, are, what are your initial thoughts on the season overall for the Colts? Man, uh, uh, disappointing. Uh, very disappointing. That's my initial, that's the initial word um, that comes to mind. Obviously, started out rough. Um, then you got hot there, and, and you thought all signs were pointing up for him going into the playoffs, getting right, getting hot at the right time, had hard knocks in there, everything was looking good. And then uh, late in the egg, these last two games, man, it was uh, super, a super, a very, very disappointing end um, to the season. And uh, so, yeah, that, that would be my word, disappointing for this season. Darius, man, what, how can they, not what, but how can they build off of this season into next season, given the fact that they were in the playoffs a year ago with an aging yeah. Phillip Rivers, and now they got Carson Wentz, who they thought was going to be the guy to lead them to the promised land, but we all know how that ended. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. You take a step back. You know, you go from the old man uh, who had you in the playoffs, and you, you, you go out and get, uh, you know, Frank goes out and get his guy, Carson, from Philly. And, uh, and like you said, you don't you get an extra game and lose a couple less, don't make the playoffs. It's tough, man. They do have the right guys. Um, obviously, you got a super talented roster uh, that Chris Ballard has put together. you got seven pro bowlers. Um, so that makes it even more disappointing, honestly. So they got to figure it out, man. They do have the right guys in the building, though. Darius Leonard, uh, Quentin Nelson, Kenny Moore, those, those are kind of pillars in that organization. But as we all know, in this league, you need a, a dynamic quarterback. To, to really compete. If you go and look on, on, on both sides, you know, it's a lot of very, very good quarterbacks uh, that will be competing for the championship this year. And uh, until we address and get that uh, situation right, you know, it's been a revolving door for the last four years, really, since, since Luck hung it up. Um, it's been three guys in there every year. So you got to figure that uh, position out. And then uh, the head coach, man, Frank Wright, you know, he got an extension earlier this year, but uh, it, I mean, it, it coming. It's it's a it's a prove it year next year, really. And um, you know, I, I don't care how you sugarcoat it. That's what it is. Uh, obviously, the standard there is winning. Jim Irsay wants to win, and uh, Chris Ballard's been doing his job. He's been giving them the groceries. You got seven pro, pro bowlers in there. You gotta you gotta um, uh, produce when it comes on the field. There is Butler, former Colts CB, joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. 
on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. DB, I got to ask you, did you just say that you got to figure out the quarterback situation, that Carson Wentz is not it? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I mean, I feel, you know what? You can't – you got damn near offense – possibly an offensive player of the year with Jonathan Taylor, right? And, and uh, you know, but this is a different league. You know, when I first came in the league, it was, hey, if you can run the ball and play good defense, you can win. You can win championships that way. That's just not how the league is on these days. So you need a quarterback that can at least be special this time of year, four, five, six weeks. And sometimes, you know, they went out there and stuck it up in Jacksonville, but sometimes you need a quarterback to just say, hey, we got to drag everybody to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, my honest answer would be no. You know, Carson, you know, he's not the answer right now. Can he prove me wrong? Hopefully. But what my eyes see, um, being objective, Carson Wentz is not the answer. If I'm a defensive play caller, if I'm a defensive player, I have no fear in my heart, no concern when two drops back. And uh, is in must-passing situations, or we get a couple scored lead in the second half. Like I'm not worried about uh, about the quarterback beating us, and and it's receivers too. Receivers, the weapons, can they create separations? It's a lot of issues. I was going to ask you about that, about the receiver position, right? When you look at it, I like Michael Pittman Jr. He went to USC. He's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not. You know, we're not. T.Y. Hilton is my age. We're not like looking at dominant young wide receivers that you would be afraid of for four straight quarters. I think that that's one of their major issues that they need to address in the off season. What outside of that, what do you, what else do you think they need to address? Uh, you, you draft the quitty pay in the first round, but um, getting a pass rusher, especially if you're going to play that style of defense, uh, the style of defense is kind of, you know, uh, that zone, uh, creating turnovers, but just like you guys had had in Tampa, like you can you can play that zone. Where you got some dogs coming off the edge or up the middle. They got the Forrest Buckner in the middle, got Grover, but you need like a real difference maker, a real math changer on that edge that's wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the receiver, like I said, that's that's a, that's a position that you can draft now in the second, third round and get fourth round and get immediate uh, contribution from that position. These receivers are coming in more ready than ever. So Chris has to hit there in the draft. I'm not a fan of spending a bunch of money. I know you'll, you'll probably hate this, but I'm not a fan of spending a bunch of money at that position. Hey, man, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> why are we going to pay an overpriced back. corner that ain't going to tackle? Well, you know, that, that that's too, but if you can go inside and play like a Jalen Rams, you can get a guy like that, I'll pay him the big bucks. But, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't take break the bank on a receiver in free agency. You got to hit in the draft at that position. And this is a quarterback, man. You, you got to figure that out, obviously. Darius, I want to go back to something you said about Wentz, or, or you, you seemed uh, you to imply something about Wentz. You said you need a dynamic quarterback because you could have good quarterbacks who aren't dynamic, but Wentz, when he came out, was a dynamic quarterback. He could move. He had a big arm. He did. He was dynamic. Do you think he has fought like his? talent is in decline do you think he is not a dynamic forget about a good quarterback is he no longer a dynamic quarterback you know an athlete who can help you I mean no I can't put him in that category you know and I just I just can't I mean and a lot of people go back to you know his second year that was a long time ago you know what I mean he had a a great trajectory to start his career but, uh, you know, and he had some flashes. He had some stretches where he carried, you know, subpar receiver groups and, and uh, competed week in and week out. But I, I, that's just not what I see now. You know, I, I, every time uh, I see him drop back, 
And, you know, you're watching the TV copy and that camera pans. Like, I don't know what the hell is on the other side of that throw. And uh, when you're watching Aaron Rodgers, you're watching Joe Burrow, you're watching Herbert and these other quarterbacks that are in the league now, that's not the case. So, uh, no, he wouldn't fit in that category for me. He's in the category of a quarterback that, that, that can, you know, not mess it up, you know, when he's playing well, like a, a, a I don't even want to say Baker Mayfield, but like a Baker Mayfield. I would say Jimmy G would kind of be at the top of that category. Like, hey, he's going to take care of the ball. He's going to make plays when he needs. And uh, But I wouldn't put him in, in that dynamic category as well. But at least be that. Um, Carson, you know, it, it, it wasn't good. It hasn't looked good down the stretch. And the numbers will tell you another story. The numbers will tell you, oh, he's not turning the ball over. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. I mean, you got a running back in the offensive line that ran for darn it, 2,000 yards this year. You can hide that. So um, you need that in this league right now. That, that's just what it is, the rules, the the players, everything. You need that, how the game is built these days. Hey, Darius, you the same guy that eat my turkey sandwich and then tell me you didn't eat it? Because you just said, I'm going to tell you not about Baker, but then, yeah, Baker. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Jimmy G or Baker I'll if do, they didn't take, take care Jimmy of the I'll take Jimmy G all day long. If they didn't take it. If you're looking at Carson Wentz to game manage, oh, Lord. Oh, man. Oof. Darius Butler, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, D, I see you coming on with the fire today. Appreciate you. Hey, man, I'm just keeping it real, but I appreciate y'all, fellas. Respect, man. So, uh, man, you, Baker Mayfield. you're looking at Carson Wentz to game manage? I can think of some game managers yeah, but that's better what I, than but that. that. But that's what I always say to you, though, Max. I say, I just need a guy who, when I need him to, to do it. Because I got Jonathan Taylor. He seems but, like but he'd he, be that guy, right? But like, I need, I, yeah. I don't only need you to make three throws a game that's a difference maker. Yeah. That's all I need you to do. Would you say a bad QBR is 50? No, that's. I think that's supposed to be average, average? right? Yeah. All right, well, average, right? So versus the Jags? Carson Wentz's QBR was like 42. Yeah. yeah, see, that was a couple picks. A couple picks factored into that. But I'm saying, yeah, but you we're, we're asking him to be Baker or Jimmy. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't have lost to them, though. Yes. What is the best them. coaching job with all these firings that's open right now? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It is time for Mike Tannenbaum, who is back with us now to rank the top current NFL openings. What's going on, Mike T? Good to be back with you guys. So Yay! As, as we know, there's uh, six openings, assuming that the Raiders will be open. So the sixth best opening, or the worst, as they would say at Duke, 
would be wow. uh, at Minnesota. <laughs> Number I think six. Minnesota has a ceiling on Kirk Cousins. I think this is a complete rebuild. No quarterback in the future. I think it's the worst situation. Five, Miami. Number five. Look, there's a lot of good young pieces, especially on defense. But I uh, I don't think two is going to be the guy that could get you to where you want to go. Offensive line, a lot of question marks there. They need a couple more skill players. I think it's the fifth best opening of the six. Number hey, uh, wait, wait. Four. Now, wait. Voice of God is going to come in before you even do it. Go ahead. Number four. Now you go. Get the Denver Broncos. I like this team. I like the foundation. A lot of good pieces. Let the Aaron Rodgers to Denver speculation to begin. If they would get Aaron Rodgers, I think they're an instant Super Bowl contender. There's some real good foundation, especially on defense. Number three. Key, your Raiders. If they don't hire Rich Passaccia, who's done a great job, this is a really good team. Derek Carr's played better. He's shown great leadership. They got good young skill players, especially on offense, despite losing Henry Ruggs. Defensively, they have some pieces, most importantly, a couple pass rushers. You could go there and compete right away. Somehow they made the playoffs this year. Got to give them a ton of credit. Number two. Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, little up and down as a rookie. We all know that. That's what happens with rookie quarterbacks. And they have a couple of pass rushers. Robert Quinn had a sneaky big year. Khalil Mack. So when you talk about foundational pieces, quarterback, pass rushers, this is not a complete rebuild, especially if you can't last year believe that Justin Fields, which some people thought was actually had a higher upside than Trevor Lawrence. Number one. Speaking of which, to me, guys, this is a incredible opportunity. This is the Golden State Warriors when Steve Kerr got there. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars. Think of it this way. He's going to make about $8 million a year on his contract for the next three years. If a quarterback makes $40 million a year, that gives them another $32 million a year. Think about if they add Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin. They're getting back Travis Etienne. So to me, there's a great foundation here in terms of you got the franchise quarterback, you got a pass rusher in Josh Allen, a couple of other pieces. But more importantly, you could add, besides having another you know, top pick, you're going to add two or three really good players every year for the next three years. That's, I mean, I get the, I get the reasoning there. And if you like Trevor Lawrence the most, then that would be number one. Where would the Giants be if they moved on from Joe Judge? Seven. <laughs> Whatever's <Jeez>. last. <laughs> how many? Be, the only question is, how many teams even, are we ranking? He didn't even think seven. 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 <laughs> uh, do you guys see that differently? No, uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't see it differently. When I look at the teams in the league and I and I say to myself, who are or where are the best jobs right now in my calculation if I was looking for a job? I'd start off because I want to win. I don't have time to be playing games. I want to win. I want to get control, and I want to have the owners believe in me. If the Raiders do not retain Rich Passaccia, that's the best job, in my opinion, in the National Football League moving forward, and here's why. Foundational pieces are in play. Hunter Renfro at the slot position. Zay Jones is a third receiver. We got Edwards as a third. I'll find me a big-time alpha dog at the number one spot. I got Jacobs in the running game. The offensive line is playing solid and sound. The defensive front, they come and get you. I need to shore up my secondary. Not only that, it's a no-tax state like you like to talk about, Mac. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mike, I know the owner wants to win. The fan base is strong. We don't mind spending money. We have some draft capital. I like the Raiders. Number two, the Denver Broncos. Whether I get Aaron Rodgers or figure out the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, whatever the case may be, 
I can find me a quarterback if I don't like Teddy Bridgewater moving forward that can help me out in that instance. The Minnesota Vikings sit at third. The only problem with the Vikings is I don't know how much money they have to go out in free agency and sign anybody. I, I understand we get enamored with Chicago, and I know Justin Fields is there, and he could be a 10-year answer for you. The problem that I have in Chicago is Khalil Mack hadn't been Khalil Mack in a couple years. We don't even know what that is going into the next season, right? I mean, Jalen Johnson is at one cornerback spot. We're still learning a little bit about him. Who's my running back? What is my offensive line? When are they finally going to get into play? So it's not as a big-time desirable job, I think, as most people think it is. Most people like it because of the quarterback, but everything else. What are we going to do with Allen Robinson? Where does, you know, we, oh, that's the only receiver they got. Yep. Yeah, so, no. so it's a lot of holes there. And, 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 like, look, we all know they have holes, and that's fair. I'm just saying we can find certain positions, but if you have the quarterback, it's a great foundation to start. If if we mentioned Minnesota, Jay's pick was Minnesota, right? How much cap space does Minnesota have? No, Zero. They, but yeah. can't you, can't you if, I mean, look, it's probably not the best case scenario, but couldn't you extend Kirk Cousins, which will give you relief from a cap perspective? Yeah, or, yeah, or I'm trading him to Cleveland, to Kevin Stefanski, who's had him before. So that's probably what I'm going to try to for, do. For Case Keenum, who's just – All, all I'm saying is I'd when, you, when I look Case at Keenum. Justin Jeffries and I think about Davin Cook and I think about Thielen, I think about all the weapons that they have. Like, I get the rebuild mindset, but I got, that's a legit core that feels like they're right there in the conversation every year in that division. My only question is who's going to throw the ball? You know, like I think of the architecture of a team, Mike, and when I think of that, I think of head coach and quarterback, right? If you have those two things in place and then offensive line. Right? How, so, how, how would Dave Gettleman say quarterback? Quarterback. Oh, I can't take it. Anyway, the point is, uh, come to New York with a Boston accent. Already you're behind the eight ball. Mike T had the good, the good sense to hide any accent he might have had. So, so but, but like that's the architecture, starting with a quarterback, right? And I look at um, the Bears, and I see they have Justin Fields with huge upside. And you might say Trevor Lawrence has even more. But, Mike, if you win in Chicago, in Chicago, you got it made for it. They haven't won since 85, though. That's what I'm saying. They haven't won since 85. Guys, do you feel the same way about the New York Giants? Like, we had Coach Parcells on the show earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Eli Manning, Tom Coughlin. Like, you're a legend if you win big, right? Key, like, you've been a star here. Jay Wilt, right? Like, you guys. I'm still eating. Right. That's (laughs) right. It only went to AFC Championship game. No, that's exactly right. (laughs) But you guys are stars, right? And. Imagine if Russell Wilson came here. Like mm. It would change the franchise. But you know what? Chicago's even different than New York. There's only one franchise. They're thirstier for football. New York, they're more like people love the Yankees yeah, differently. And even the, too, yeah, from, that's, but, true. But guys, that's true. From somebody who played in Chicago, who yeah. didn't play for a good team, when I tell you that all of our games were packed, right. sold out, and we were a below marginal basketball team. And, and Chicago and, cares more about football, football than anything. It's, yeah. it's beyond. It's different. New York's not the same I way that fixed way. That. Yeah. You're right, Key. He's like, you should have fixed that. I was on my way, but. But no, listen, Mike T believes Justin Fields can still be a superstar, right? Like, Justin Fields has the potential to be great. He does. He has a, he's a high ceiling. Yeah. Look, great of incomplete, like a lot of rookie quarterbacks. Sure. But there were a lot of people that thought a year ago he was in the conversation oh, yeah. with Trevor Lawrence. He, he is good. But the, the thing is, I just look at everything else around him. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that going to be? I just think it's easier to find all that stuff than that guy. Show, give me that guy. I'll start with that. It's tough, man. Even a Hall of Fame coach was shocked by one dismissal in the NFL yesterday. We're going to tell you which one. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Bill Parcells, Pro Football Hall of Fame. They let Brian Flores go. How shocked were you? I have to tell you, that was a surprise. You know, he has definitely brought that team to respectability and a good competitive level. I think Brian Flores did an excellent job. I don't think he'll be out of work very long. Keyshawn, Jay Willimax, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Mm -hmm. Just chopping it up about the NBA during the commercial break. Got to going to get right back into Brian Flores, but that block from John Morant yesterday, guys, one of the most impressive impressive physical feats in the history of the planet Earth. Oh my God! Off two feet. It's unbelievable. And head hit the rim. His two hands were at the top of the damn I, I said it on TV yesterday. It's like a superhero who can't reveal his true identity, taking off to fly, and at the last second realizing, oh, hey, I can't let him see me fly, and stopping. It was insane. But the big surprise in the, in the sports world yesterday surprise, surprise. was in the NFL, where Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins until then, who took over a team from Adam Gase, guys, that was terrible— and started the season 0-7, was outscored 163-26 to in his first four games. Like, worst team ever. Any other coach, practically, that team quits. Won five of his last nine games, won ten games the next year, and won his last seven games to finish, or seven of his last eight to finish above 500 this year. Was 4-2 and two lifetime against Belichick. Fired in Miami. We had Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells on earlier, and he said... Even he was surprised by the move. That was a surprise. And, uh, you know, he has definitely brought that team to respectability and a good competitive level. I think 
there's still a little uncertainty on some of their personnel, but I think Brian Flores did an excellent job. You know, I know Chris Greer well. I've known him since he was 12 or 13 years old. He was in my draft room at New England when he was still in high school. So I don't know what the thinking there was, but Brian Flores has shown that he has the ability to take a franchise that wasn't doing well and get them to respectability. I don't think he'll be out of work very long. Well, hopefully uh, Joe Judge is and then Brian Flores is not. <laughs> like That would be my own the Giants fan. I would love him as head coach of the Giants. Um, Key? Yeah. Will he get another job? Will Brian Flores get another job quickly? I think he will. Quick could be this cycle or it could be sit out a year, come back in next year. It just depends on what the right fit is. It's got to be a fit. Can't just accept a job to accept one just because there's only 32 of them, especially when I've already been a head coach. And I've, I, I would call him a successful head coach in a short tenure in the National Football League. It, it's mind-boggling what they did to him in Miami, but this game of political is something else in professional sports. In particular, as you know, Jay, the NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL is weird with these hires and firings of people. Well, Key, I was going to say this. Don't get the narrative twisted for anybody out there. I mean, I know that Brian Flores was let go, right? That's the terminology that they're using because you're getting the narrative from the organization. But Brian Flores will have his pick of the litter about where he wants to go. I really do think the opportunity, it will be about what Key said, the right opportunity for Brian. Keep in mind, he starts 0-7. When you inherit a team from Adam Gase and you start 0-7, I'm throwing that out. I'm not worried about that. I want to see where you're heading. Since his first seven losses – Inheriting the Adam Gase team, he went twenty four and eighteen. So you know what I'm saying? Like if you just if you even if you add those losses, he's a game below five hundred. But just take out the very beginning when he doesn't have his hands on the team yet. See what direction the team's going in. Adam Gase got a second job, man. Yeah, think about it. Adam damn Gase got a second job with no problem at all. The like New York day. the New York Jets decided to pass on several other head coaches <laughs> to hire Adam Gase. And where's Brian Flores from? Well, he's from New here, York. Brooklyn. From New York. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that factors in, I guess. I mean, yeah, it, man. But Joe Judge is from around here, too, I think. Uh, let, Philly let, area, I think. Let, Same let, thing, let man, 95. <laughs> if Brian Flores does have a great relationship with Deshaun Watson and his camp, considering what that situation may be in time, whoever the new GM is in New York, you're looking at saying – Wait, is this potentially a package deal? Could this be the only a thing about deal? Deshaun is again, like I got to bring it up when his name comes so up. So much hair. It's it's There's a lot there. It's I, I, it's like twenty. If it's one or two people, you could say, well, listen, let's see. when there. And of course, we have to wait till the facts come out. And and he's you're you're innocent until when there are twenty two separate people making a claim that's very similar. That's a that that's a, I I, that. explain that one away. Explain that. But if you explain that one away, then that one, then that one, then that one, it's a problem. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's you're tough. Saying that's no probably, team should take him. I'm saying at this point, I wouldn't touch him. And I, and I think he's a great I, that's quarterback. That's what I would do. Well, but nobody's you know, going to touch him until the dust settles. And I don't know when that dust settles or when it does, what happens. Like, what's yeah. the form of that? No, I'm not even my, – my contingency plan is not to hire Brian Flores based on a relationship with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm no, saying, I'm, I know you're not If he's that. available. Yeah, yes, but yes. the dust – but see, here's the problem. Once the, if the dust settles, Brian Flores and the New York Giants are going to be the only people that line up because the dust is settled now. It's like – Hey, you want to be in Miami? We want you. We want you bad. We wanted you before. That's the situation. You're going to have people lining up. The most, again, like 
Yes, he had him moving in the right direction. He beat Belichick, I said, out of six games four times. To me, the most important thing is teams don't quit on this guy. That tells me so much. And what's you know, happening in New York. By the way, think exactly. right. What's exactly. happening in New York. Look at the Ravens and the Steelers. They are competitive every year because Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh have the, are the kind of coaches that teams play for. They don't quit. They're competitive week in and week out, year in and year out. Flores, to me, seems like that kind of guy. He'll, he'll get a job. I'm not worried about him. I'm not a question. He'll, he'll definitely get a job. If, if, if Dan Campbell can get a job, my former teammate with the Detroit Lions, he'll get a job again. Well, we ranked from, from Mike T was here, ranking from one to six, the most attractive jobs. And there's a job in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be a generational talent. There's a job in Chicago with Justin Fields, who has tremendous upside for a heritage franchise that, you know, I mean, you, you are an, an American icon if you win a Super Bowl in Chicago or you just get to start winning in Chicago. Mm. There's a job open in Minnesota. Jay, you think that's the most attractive one based on how stacked the roster is? I know you got the Kirk Cousins issues, but there's also the Raiders. We talked about that as well. I mean, <laughs> Raiders are a national brand. Based Derek on, Carr, who's a, you know, a top echelon quarterback. Derek Carr is, to me, I'd say a top dozen quarterback in the he's NFL. Top 10. He's top 10 quarterback. Mm. Mm. He's right there. Even if he's on the fringe for you yes. or not. He could be. Let's he's, put it this way. he's one of the single-handed reasons why they're in the position they are right now, which go, is the playoffs. Go beat Joe Burrow, make a run, then I'm going to have to put you in the top ten. Okay. Right now, uh, you look, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, it's Patrick about the Mahomes. Upside. It's, that's fine. It's about the upside, yeah. though, of where that organization can be. Josh Jacobs, you think yes. about Darren Waller. Derek Carr, like all those pieces combined, their defense has gotten better. L.A. is a hop, skip, and a yes. jump away. It's a warm weather town. It's a national brand. It, it's extremely popular. They're, they rallied around it. And, and to it your point, Derek fits, Carr is a leader. And it kind of fits like a little bit of Brian Flores' like M.O. This is also a guy that one time wanted to fight the opposing team on the sideline. It kind of fits that, uh, that grit. Rebel. Yeah. So Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max will be back tomorrow, of course. There's no need to worry about what you're going to do in the interim. Because if you stay right where you all you have to do is do nothing. Oh, that's the easiest thing in the world. Just, Just stay sit right, right there. And Mike Greenberg is coming right up. Greeny coming up on ESPN Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. Perf. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.